Hi, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode on the Angel Mama podcast. And today I have uh, Dr. Berber on the episode. Hey, Dr. Berber, how's it going? Good morning, Shireen. <laughs> Good morning. Tell us, uh, tell us about yourself, Dr. Berber. Tell us, tell the listeners who you are and what you're all about. Well, I'll keep it professional, that side of my life. <laughs> that's more appropriate. Um, so I'm a psychiatrist, clinical psychiatrist at um, a community teaching hospital outside Toronto. I'm an assistant professor of psychiatry at the University of Toronto and also at Queen's University. I graduated from Trinity College Dublin in Ireland many, many years ago. I've been at, Mar um, at the hospital I work now. I've been there for um, since 1990. So my patients, mainly outpatients, um, I have a busy outpatient practice, but I also look after inpatients that are admitted to the hospital with um, depression, anxiety, and disorders like that. And um, yeah, that's what I do. My practice is mainly one of making a correct diagnosis. That's why most patients are sent to me, because without the correct diagnosis, they won't get the correct treatment, obviously. And then once the diagnosis is made, the treatment consists of either medication or talk therapy or a combination of both. These days, because of my busyness, I guess, and the fact I've been doing it so long and I have so many patients, when I have patients who need intensive or more complicated talk therapy, I refer those patients to colleagues who deal just with those type of patients. And I center my practice mainly on medications and making sure the medications are the right ones, if they're necessary or not, at the right dose, et cetera, et cetera. And also very important and maybe relevant to this conversation, I am um, very aware of the side effects of these medications because many of the medications we use have many side effects, including the side effects which affect your weight. So that's very important that we don't make the patient um, have problems with, with that area of their lives. And also many of the disorders themselves, such as depression or anxiety, often make the patients um, turn to food for solace to relieve their anxiety, to relieve their depression. So that's very important. Um, I think it's relevant that recently during the COVID lockdown, people have struggled greatly with their weight because of the lockdowns. Um, people didn't get out to exercise. People stayed at home more, eating more, sleeping more. So many of the patients that I see now that I've opened up my practice to, people coming in to see me, have gained a tremendous amount of weight and then it's been alarming in some cases. So um, I think that's a problem going forward. I think that um, doctors have been told by the Ontario Medical Association, for example, that um, they can continue to see their patients see, quote unquote, on the telephone. And I don't think that um, is sufficient. Uh, it may be sufficient for some people, but I think, especially in psychiatry, um, if you're being serious about your care, I do think that the patients will need to be seen um, quite regularly, at least every three months, minimum every six months. But I've heard, for example, that patients are okay with regard to the standard of care if they're seen every two years. I think that's um, the way it's come down, but I think that's not right. So, and I think a lot of that has to do with not only being able to look after the holistic aspect of the patient care, but especially their weight, for example. So yeah, a lot of lot of avenues and angles to explore, but that's me. Oh, I will say that before I did psychiatry, I was a family doctor for 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 some years. I also delivered babies for a while, looked after sick kids, was doing internal medicine for a while, 
So I'm very aware of the medical um, complications that people have. So I'm not just, if you, if you like, a head doctor. I'm also very aware of a person's um, physical um, health as well, because you can't look after mental health separately from physical health. They're very, very um, inter intertwined. So you've touched a lot upon mental health and the importance uh, of weight. Uh, so we're addressing the elephant in the room here in terms of body image. And on this podcast, I'm all about talking about the elephant in the room. And as a mom, I am very um, well versed with uh, weight gain, if you will. Um, but what I'm trying to ask you or what I want to ask you is what is the impact of positive body image on mental health, in your opinion? I think it's fantastically strong. Um, if you look good, you will often feel good. If you look bad, you'll often feel bad. You know, when you have those days where you look in the mirror and you just got a great hair day, and for some reason you look slimmer than you did the other day. Uh, maybe it's the clothes you're wearing, maybe you're wearing all black. But um, that has a very positive um, feedback onto the way you think about yourself. So, yeah, it's very, very um, important and it's always been important people seem to say that it's more important now and maybe we'll come to that as to why it's more important or seems to have a bigger impact now but we've always been interested in fashion the weight and the and you know the way we look our haircut our clothes it's nothing new but I think recently because of social media and things like that um, it's become more of an issue so you mentioned looking good makes you feel good what do you think about the the inverse the opposite well yeah if you if you look bad you'll feel bad for example yeah. i saw a patient last week who didn't want to come and see me i haven't seen her for over two years since the lockdown quote unquote began um i'm not a big fan by the way of lockdown but that's another conversation <laughs> for another day oh yeah um i think it's had more downsides than upsides the lockdown but and um, that as i say is another conversation but i hadn't seen the patient for over two years and she didn't want to come and see me because she had gained a tremendous amount of weight. And this had a hugely negative effect that she, on, her, on her psyche, so much so that she didn't even want to leave the house, let alone yeah. come to see me, who was going to be non-judgmental, I hope. But she didn't want to go out. She didn't want to date. She wanted to stay at home. She was happy that the um, office was allowing her to work from home, was nervous about going back to the office, how people would judge her. So, yes, very negative. She was becoming a hermit because of her negative mm -hmm. feelings about the way she looks. So we could go on and on about this. So you've you've talked about the the negative impact of the lockdown and how that has. Um, I think affected the way people view themselves and how they view the world. So as we end our conversation today what words of wisdom do you have to anyone listening right now who may or may not be battling mental health issues or body image issues well i would speak out to the younger population especially especially young women but it also applies to young men the impact of social media has been immense for example if you take a selfie on your phone you can now have several apps that allow you to alter the way you look you can slim down your face enlarge your eyes make you look taller so everyone's putting out these false images of themselves and so they've created this dynamic especially the young people 
where they have to live up to the image that's been generated by an app. It's, it's amazing. And, yeah. um, and also people have become very mean on social media, especially again, affecting the youth. Yeah. Um, boys have become, you know, very focused on building up their chest muscles, their arm muscles, something that we didn't have to experience when we were, when I was kids many, many years ago. So a lot of pressure, I just wanted to say that on young people that have, has been created. And then the media, funnily enough, have started putting obese people on the cover of magazines, trying to normalize it. This is, you mentioned, Shireen, the, the elephant in the room. We were in, we're in a council culture and people are afraid to talk about the elephant in the room, yeah. um, weight. And doctors, for example, are afraid to talk about the weight with their patients. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. Everyone's been muzzled and afraid to talk truth. And this is a very bad thing because if you don't speak the truth and look after your patients properly, it's not a good situation. For example, patients come into my office and ask me, why do I have a weighing scale? And I tell mm -hmm. them up front because I'm going to be monitoring your physical health, which includes your weight. So all those aspects are very important. But to, in closing, I would say that you've got to watch your weight. This idea that you shouldn't is um, crazy, craziness. Yeah. So I think putting all these obese people unhealthy people on the covers of magazines and trying to normalize it is a bad thing. Base, your, your, um, your weight is very important, not only for your self-esteem, for your health. For example, um, 20, what was it? 78%, 78% of those who died yeah. from the COVID-19 virus were obese or markedly overweight. So obesity, for example, had a huge impact on your immune system, yeah. not only that, but also vitamin D, but weight was a huge um, factor. So after old age or older age, if you like, obesity was one of the highest risk factors of dying from COVID-19 because of its effect on your health. So it's a serious thing, not only to feel good mentally, but also to be good physically. So mm -hmm. we, we shouldn't ignore, as you described, Shireen, quote, the elephant in the room. That would right. Be and I'm so glad you spoke about social media because there's this whole movement on social media about body positivity, positivity and embracing your curves and honoring your curves. But there is that fine line between what's healthy and what's really not healthy. And, and I'm glad you touched upon that. And that and I'm so glad you addressed the, the youth and like the younger population and um, the way social media is like the the latest version of magazines. And I'm a photographer. And that was one of the reasons why I stepped away from pursuing photography because of the amount of filters and the amount of Photoshop and the amount of skewing of the images that really distorts reality. And I found that so disturbing. Um, but that's a topic for another day. Uh, but I really wanted to thank you, Dr. Berber, for coming on. Um, My pleasure, Shireen, pleasure. Yeah. Is there any way your uh, the listeners or our listeners can uh, find you online? Do you have do you have uh, online presence? Anything of that sort that you're comfortable sharing? Well, my social media platform is is tiny, but I created a website, drberber.com, drberber.com, to help my patients access issues regarding psychiatry, such as um, diagnosis, treatments with medication, treatments with um, talk therapy. I have some, some, some information, a little bit about COVID-19 and the impact of lockdowns, but it's pretty um, minimal, but important. And a few good links on there. So people can get me at drberber.com. I also was invited 
um, by the Ontario Medical Association during the height of the lockdown to make a little video, although it ended up being an hour long, so it's a little bit boring at the end, but it was called, it was called Finding Happiness during the COVID-19 lockdown. So that's interesting because um, psychiatry is often a pursuit for happiness, happiness yeah. in your life. So you feel that you're really enjoying it, especially today where we've got so much hassle. I mean, we just came out of the COVID-19 situation, although we're not out completely yet. Yeah. And now we've walked into a, you know, a very, very serious war in um, Ukraine and Russia. Mm -hmm. So these are difficult, 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 difficult times. But yeah. it's important that we look after our mental health, that we sleep, that we eat, that we exercise, that we avoid substances of abuse. That was another thing that caused problems for obesity. A lot of people were drinking at home. Mm -hmm. Drinking alcohol is very high in calories and people were getting fat from the beer and the wine and the booze. So yeah, a lot of aspects, Shireen. We could talk about this for days. Actually. I know. <laughs> well, thank you again so much, Dr. Berber. My pleasure. Anytime. <laughs>